Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to the next episode of Grim Lore, the lore podcast for all your Warhammer fantasy and Age of Sigmar needs. Ugh, I had this tunic steam washed. Why is it soaking wet now? Yeah, uh, remind me never to flip off a hydra on the boat. <laughs> How was I supposed to know he can shoot water jets at us? Seriously. <laughs> I, I feel like I... you playing Dark Souls. You should have been aware of this. I'm sorry. I was a little bit too inebriated when that happened. Ugh. Okay, there's a tavern inside. And... Oh, shit. Why is everyone screaming and running? Uh, is Big Joe still there? I mean, we did say watch the place. Well, we told Flub to watch the place, but I think he went off and did his own thing. So, well, I guess let's find out. And... Yeah, as usual. Okay, I don't smell the stench of shit and treef, so I think we're okay. And Mark? Hi! Holy Did you say something alive. about a Hydra man? <laughs> it's Mark! Yeah, Hydra? Welcome back! <laughs> and who is this oh, guy? Oh, dear lord. <laughs> you, you guys look weary from your travels. Please come tell me, tell me your tales. <laughs> Boy, have we got a fun tale for you! But first, who is the gentleman sitting next to you, and why does why do I see tentacles coming from his back? Dad, unimportant. <laughs> what is important is my name. You may refer to me as Magnus. <gasps> we have. Oh, Magnus, are you my dad? <laughs> I just may be. <laughs> well, this is a very These tentacles aren't just for grabbing things. Well, oh, I suppose oh, they whoa, are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we just had one very I know how this goes. Uh, chaos demon here. Let's uh, let's uh, chill things out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, let's of keep course. the tentacle to a safe distance. To a to a minimum, of course, of course. I shall Alter my appearance. Okay, more, will, more, uh, more comfortable visage. Okay, good. I will just stick behind the bar. I'll be the one serving the drinks, so that way I'm away from all the, the tentacles. <laughs> so, oh, the that tentacles being said... Still there. That being said, welcome, dear listeners, our very special guests, the noble island pirate dwarf king admiral elven pipeweed smoker, titles, 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 Mark from Lorehammer. Lover in the night. Hey, ah, thanks for having me. Forgot about that one. Yeah. And the noble wizard of Zinch, Magnus the Rad. Oh yeah. I, I still love the name. I still love your name. <laughs> the picture oh, is sad. I don't know what you look like, but you got Magnus with the sunglasses, so I feel like yeah. I guess. Yeah, I can feel You're the rad. The <laughs> I mean, you gotta. I mean, fake it till you make it, you know. And then once you make it, just lie. You've never <laughs> faked it. <laughs> What's this fake uh, you speak of? What are they going to do? Say you lied? You made it. They can't do anything. <laughs> Who's going to tell mean, you otherwise? That's not, that's, that's yeah. not exactly incorrect. <laughs> I had a friend in high school, and he was like, everything is 50-50 in life. You either make it or you don't. Either make the it end. or you don't. Yep. And, and my math teacher was just like, that's that's not how it works. He's like, no. You either make it or you don't. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a 50-50 chant. There's, there's uh, two choices there, man. 60% of the time, it works pretty... every time. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. Every time. <laughs> uh, <sighs> all right. Everyone's good. Everyone's acquainted. Everyone's everyone's chill. I believe so. 
Uh, I'm pouring yeah, myself man. a drink. Yeah. Mark, would you like some? Would you like something to drink? Maybe some Elven pipe weed from Raid Stash. I've been playing uh, Lord of the Rings: Shadow of Mordor, and they're talking about drinking drog and draught all the time. So that's what I'm going with tonight. Okay, I'll Ooh. see what the bar. I'll see what the bartender had had stored. So when we check yeah. under An the Orcish cabinets. Room. I mean, orcs do have a menu. I wouldn't be surprised that they have uh, a nice collection of of liquors and wines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our you can imagine a connoisseur. <laughs> hmm. So thick. If you if you can uh, get me a bottle of water, I can show you a magic trick. If you don't have any wine, that is. Okay. <laughs> Here, Ray, give him the bottle of water. I'm just gonna sit back and watch. <laughs> well, then he'll turn to gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> That's a All good right. economy, right there. All right. In this, in this very fine bottle of water, there is water. In this cup, <laughs> there is nothing. And now, <laughs> the finest brandy to grace the lands. It still looks like water. That's the magic part. <laughs> you can drink it in public without people shaming you. It has no smell, no calories, but it tastes exactly like the finest brandy. I like this guy. <laughs> what else do you become a wizard for? Actually studying? No. Well, well I, had to study, I had to study it's to do that. Wizard parties. <laughs> no one throws something like that. You ever been to a wizard party? <laughs> Ain't no party like wizard party because wizard party don't stop. This is good. This is good. So, Ray, are we learning about Warhammer Fantasy today? Because, man, I'm exhausted after that Dark Souls story. No, and, we're and doing depressed. something different, but also very similar. Okay. Yeah. I mean, can, and in some intrigued. cases, more worsely written. Okay. Consider me intrigued. I'm, I'm interested. I like where this is going. In our last Warhammer Fantasy episode, we were covering the Lizardmen. Now, I decided it'd be fun to do a little expansion, you know, cover their evolution and where they are in Age of Sigmar, just to give people a general overview of Age of Sigmar a little bit and see how poorly written it is in some cases. <laughs> there are some Man. points where I will say... So you just called me to make me angry, basically. You just <laughs> called me. Okay, am I barring me off, off before bed? Am I barring the doors from the angry mob outside, or am I barring the doors from an angry mark inside? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not trapped in. You're not. I'm not trapped here with you. You're trapped here with me. <laughs> and here we were worried about Magnus's touches. Mine are much worse. <laughs> as long as they're not crude hands. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Yeah. So basically, we're just here to poke holes and shit, hey? Oh, uh, <laughs> definitely. There will be a point. Well, actually, there will be several points where I'll be like, and why did this happen? I don't know. Ask GW. <laughs> yeah, give me some context. Like, I know uh, with Warhammer 40k, there's a bunch of different authors and stuff. Is yeah, there a variety yeah. of authors as well? I'd imagine so. Yes, there are for uh, some. Of, they, they don't have as many books as Warhammer uh, 40k. But in the limited range that they do have, they have a bunch of different authors. And from what I hear, they're decently good. They're like better than, like from what I've heard, they're on average better than 40K books. 
but they're not as good as the best 40k books. I was gonna say them fighting words like, now. I feel like that's a fair evaluation there because I think it was most of the Warhammer books that I've read 40k. I'm a big 40k guy. Um, I don't know too much about uh, Sigmar or the Old World. Most of what I do know is from y'all or from the Gotrick and Felix Felix books. Um, yes. But I feel there was one book that I had, I didn't even read it. I listened to it. Uh, I think it was called like Flesh and Blood or, or something like that, or like like Steel and Blood or something like that. And it was like an LA noir style like 40k book. And I really liked the concept of it. But listening to it, it was just like they they should have gotten a mystery writer for this. Like it just wasn't a great book. It was it was just real eh, something to listen to. That was a it was a good 40k book, but it wasn't a L.A. noir style book that you would have liked it to be. Yeah, I, I I'd put it like that. Um, but like the Forges of the Forges of Mars trilogy, fantastic. I did one of my best book series of all time. Interesting. I haven't read those ones. I might add those to the list though. Those, if you enjoy the Mechanicus to any extent, that book is fantastic. There's Black Templars in it. There's a lot of really cool stuff about like that you learn and get a really cool firsthand view of the bondsmen and ships, which are essentially the human slaves that they'll pick up from uh, orbital stations for like crews and reloading uh, guns and stuff and running <laughs> oh, the warp engine. And, uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I won't say anything too much, but that's that's just a fantastic trilogy. Great, I'll add to the list. But, um, yeah, so, (laughs) uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be covering, um, Age of Sigmar. Like I said, there'll be points where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It would have been cool if they would have done this, but they didn't. I don't know why. So (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of GW's stuff in, in general is just, but they didn't. (laughs) Would have been great. They would have been cool down halfway. (laughs) Would have been great. Would have been great. But they did this. <laughs> yeah, I, as much as I enjoy the Horus Heresy series, I don't think it needed as many books as it got. It was a nine-year war. It didn't need 60, 70 books. Yes. And that's before you count the Siege but... of Terra. <laughs> yeah, that's before Siege of Terra, too, which is another, like, what, 12 books or 10 books? Yeah, it's or 10, I think. 10, maybe 12, because like, what the very last one has been split into three books now? Yeah, the, uh, the End of the Death, I think, is in three parts, yeah. That's, that's just great. That's just way too much. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. I love the amount of, like, minor detail. I love having the option to look into it, but at the same time, you never know when the details from a small, inconsequential book will just show up. Like, uh, I think it was... Um, there is a horse heresy book it's book like 16 17 and it's pretty much like a suicide squad type book where like they go um i'm blanking on his name right now and that's a little embarrassing but the uh the lead of the uh custodies at the time of the horse heresy uh Constantine valdor valdor i almost said valor yes valdor valdor pretty much goes around and he collects this like Ragaban type like group of assassins from the um different like Calexus houses. Or no, sorry, that's one of the assassin houses. Um I don't know too much about them just because it's sneaky and I like big loud lights <laughs> and flashy lights. Um but this book was pretty good and it goes into depth about 
Sejanus and his death, which was something I wasn't expecting to ever get like backstory on. Yes, it also kind of ruins some of it, though. Like, I don't think they need as much detail. Like, there's points where they go too much in depth, so it kind of make it kind of ruins it overall. Where it's like, I don't need to know every little intricate detail of this war. Yeah, because... certain, certain, I de- yeah, sorry, I, I, I definitely agree on that point. Where it's just like, okay, there's there's having neat little details, and then there's like, I would have rather this been kind of a what do you think situation. I did hear yes, an interesting yes. discussion one time of, of like, I think, because like Dan Abnett's the one that's writing The End of the Death. And yeah, someone brought up the so idea, much. someone brought up the theory, I guess, I'm guessing it was a theory yeah. that, like, because the Horus Heresy splits off into like so many different storylines and side plots or whatnot. So it's just like he's basically trying to put, tie as many of them together before it's all finally said and done by the end of the Siege of Terra. That was what I heard. I don't know how true that is, but that does make sense as to why The End and Death is three volumes long essentially i could i could definitely see that but honestly i'm 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 okay with dan abnett writing as much as he wants i he's probably my favorite 40k author i agree he's really good he's really good i like him yeah i i like him for the same reason that some people don't like him i like how he describes space marines like fighting and stuff like obviously i know a little better he he does write the space marines a little stronger than they should be but <laughs> I swear, I swear, go find like the nearest Dan Abnett book, flip through it, and I swear to God, it'll appear even, it'll, it'll show up at least once. So and so, so and so threw a punch so hard it would decapitate a mortal man. I swear to God, he sneaks that into each one of his books at least once. <laughs> like, it completely, like, completely unrelated. He just throws it in there. To be fair, I think Astartes could feasibly do that to one of us. So. Well, no, absolutely, but it's like uh, in and it didn't need uh, to be said. Yeah, it's like it like Horus Rising. Um, whenever Jubal starts like losing his mind and stuff, it's like Jubal threw a punch at um. Oh my God, I don't remember who it was. That Loken. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw a punch at Loken, and he he you know like he threw a punch so hard that would have decapitated a mortal man. There is not a mortal man for like miles. What? <laughs> you don't need to express to this. Like I get it, I love it, but it's 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 funny. It's a little bit of an exaggerated violence that I love. I know how to write yes. my custom Space Marines now. That is so lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's forty k in general. Everything is just exaggerated, but that's why we love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's the whole point. It's just exact. It's an exaggeration of sci-fi in general. Which is actually why Age of Sigmar is an exaggeration on uh, the fantasy tropes. Which I I do really appreciate. Yes, 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 yes. I really enjoy it. So are you guys ready to discuss the somewhat dumpster fire kind of rising from the Phoenix style uh, universe that is Age of Sigmar? But you know what we gotta do first? Oh boy. Uh, Gotta do a recap? You are correct, sir. Excellent. Okay, I got my timer ready and one minute still. Yes, yes? Yep. Okay, in three, two, one, go. Okay, so last episode we learned about the Lizardmen. They were a creation of the Old Ones, who we are now and forever associating as Canadian Kermit the Frogs. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> I don't know so, how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I like it, I like it. So anyways, right, they, continue. Create, 
so uh, old ones created the Slan, who were basically their advisors, and then they also and then they created the Skinks, who were basically kind of like the the uh, oh how would I say the muscle or whatnot, and then became the Lizardmen, who were basically like the powerhouses that uh, helped the old ones clear out the old world in its nascent state from all the apex predators, or sorry, ninety eight percent of the apex predators, except for like the one percent at the top and the one percent at the bottom. Um, the the Lizardmen we find out are genderless and they come from spawning pools that can be destroyed through conventional means or tainted by chaos. Uh, they had a Lord Croak and they fought off the Skaven and Sotek is great and mic drop. <laughs> Good enough. All right. Before we go on, spawning yeah. pools, that sounds super cool. Like uh, That just sounds nasty, like- man. You lost me. <laughs> Well, like, how how does it actually operate? Is it like a mud pit that they lay eggs in? Do we know anything like that? Or oh, like, I like to think it's is. like uh, like the Lord of the Rings, like whenever you yeah. see the weird guy like crawling yeah. out of the mud. That's that's kind of that's basically how it is. Except instead of I'm at, except. Hello. Oh. There we go. Sorry, my alarm went off for whatever reason. Ah. Okay, but yeah, think of it like the Urukai from from Lord of the Rings. That instead of coming out of the yeah. mud. They come out of almost like uh, the marsh, like uh, like a crocodile oh. marsh. Yeah, oh, okay. so they're basically like rising out of these like massive swampy pools. And, <laughs> You're telling um, me there's a canonical Florida Everglades? <laughs> well, they are in uh, fantasy South America, so maybe close enough, man. <laughs> yes. Um, as for laying eggs, they don't actually lay eggs. They have um. But you see the pools, uh, like they gen- they grow within the pools, almost like uh, algae or like uh, oh, like oh, so, the pool. So kind of like the way like orcs grow as like fungus, the yeah. lizardmen grow as like algae. Um, I'm using algae as an as a, an example. Well, yeah, but, I, they're, they're not yeah. literally algae, but they grow yeah. in the same manner as algae, yeah. where they just kind of yeah. interesting. Okay, I always figured it was a kind of kind of like a like an egg kind of situation. Yeah, no, they're 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 kind. Of, they basically are like tadpoles that are created within these spawning pools, and they have their entire like life cycle within there before they emerge at full maturity. Oh, super that's, cool. That would be yeah. terrifying. You walk in and you accidentally stumble across one that's like just about to be ready. You're there for like five minutes. Hey, this is I don't know. Maybe I'll relax, take a smoke or whatever, and then boom, dinosaur. <laughs> fucking crocodile holding a chainsaw sword. <laughs> yeah. That ain't no dinosaur. Like how, like that's how, a crocodile monster. It's it's like how like how uh, alligators are born with all their teeth. Lizard men are born with a weaponry and knowledge of war. Oh, it's a boy. I mean, yes, <laughs> they, they are born with knowledge of war. Every single one of them is like born born innately with the knowledge of how to do what they need to do. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, so since the lizard men are in warmer fantasy and they go into Age of Sigmar, I have to explain how they get to the mortal realms of Age of Sigmar, which involves the end times and the Skaven throwing a moon at the lizard men. <laughs> oh boy, that's um, pretty cool. <laughs> so I made a joke uh, before about it being poorly written, and it is. But um, the way it was written initially in the end times was all the lizard men die. Like, they all just die. All of them just, you know, they're wiped out because a moon gets thrown at them. So, of course, they're dead. That's a pretty but, valid reason to die, though. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know but about you, but if somebody threw a moon at me, I think me personally, I think I would die as well. <laughs> but um, they then changed it in Age of Sigmar, or leading in Age of Sigmar, where they reveal that the Lizardmen uh, temples, which are like uh, Warhammer Fantasy South America, like ziggurats and shit, were actually spaceships. And so it turns out instead of all the Lizardmen dying... Some of the lizard men got onto these spaceships that they didn't know were spaceships until this very second, and <laughs> some of them managed to escape the planet exploding and the world ending. What thirteenth so, Black Crusade level of stupidity kind of writing is this? Yeah. Hey, 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 GW. What are your plans for continuing the lizard men into Age of Sigmar? We're sending the lizards to space. <laughs> Like, okay, so there's this big battle, and then the Skaven moved the moon, and then the, another Skaven tribe blew up the moon, and then the Lizardmen all died. But and then there's the spaceships. This is like the this is like Lorehammer's thirteen black episode. It's just <laughs> it's all coming together oh, now. Yeah, they just I feel like they tried to just shoehorn everything in. Like Age of Sigmar, it's all about these like intergalactic realms that are. Is it intergalactic or is it like separate universes? Um, I'll, but, I'll get to the cosmology, yeah, it, but you, I'll get to the cosmology in a second. But yeah, we understand your meaning. It's just fucking vast distances. Yeah, and it's just like okay, so we have to then try to get these lizards off the planet for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the newest Jurassic Park movie. The world's ending. We have to save the dinosaurs, though. <laughs> 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 What about all the humans? No, we have to save the dinosaurs. Is that a type of dinosaur? No, it's not. Get moving. <laughs> <laughs> we need Jeff Goldblum in this movie now. <laughs> well, that's one big pile of shit. <laughs> He'll he says, say that reading the script. He says that he says that reading the script. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, oh. Okay. We're getting got the giggles. GW needed the lizard men to leave, so suddenly their temples are spaceships. I'm just imagining, like, I'm just imagining the, like, super comical, like, imagine, like, the depiction of the pyramid ships that you'd see on, like, the History Channel at, like, three in the morning. <laughs> aliens! Like, that's, yeah. like, that's what I'm just, that's what I'm just, uh, yeah, aliens! That's all I get a picture. It's just, like, a floating pyramid with, like, jets on each like corner of the pyramid <laughs> hang on this is badly written but it gets worse <laughs> oh boy well the world ends for one so that is objectively bad <laughs> like, i think we can all agree yeah. this, the this world will affect the trout population <laughs> like the trout population but are the dinosaurs okay well Yes, they escaped. I, I guess but... so, yeah, because they have spaceships. Okay, There's good. spaceships in this renaissance era <laughs> fantasy setting. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm good. So they leave the planet as, uh, you know, a moon got thrown at it, and chaos is invading, because during the end times, chaos won. Chaos literally consumed the planet, and the planet literally died and exploded. And the Lizardmen... We're literally there watching the world end. One o baby, one o. <laughs> Chaos one. Yeah. 
uh, casual chaos victory. Common, common chaos dub. Lizardmen on their spaceships. I lived, bitch. <laughs> now, okay, how am I gonna put this exactly? Okay, so the slant ended up leaving. You know, they escaped the planet exploding, but they actually ended up watching as basically what was left of the universe of basically the world and the system because it wasn't just like the planet exploded it was like the entire system got like swallowed up into a black hole basically <laughs> is is how like this type of chaos incursion victory or whatever the entire system was just gone <laughs> i don't know i don't know man not a that sounds pretty well written to me man i'm just <laughs> I'm I'm just saying I'm completely unbiased. Just saying that that sounds like a pretty good way, you know, right, for them to to wrap it up. <laughs> so, um, as this happens, the Slan and the Lizardmen are escaping. They actually are are able to witness um the actual creation of the realms of Age of Sigmar. So, like, they actually see the universe, I put in quotation marks, the setting of Age of Sigmar actually form. Now, the codexes, I guess, they're, they're called battle tomes for Age of Sigmar. But the equivalent codex says that the creation of the Eight Realms was instantaneous. But then it also says in another book that the creation of the mortal realms took eons. So... It's it's one or the other. Like, oh, did it t- was it instant? Like, did, was it formed instantly, or was it cre- or did it just happen over you know, like casual existence? Things are formed over time. But um, the way I interpret it, uh, it was instant for the for the universe itself to like be born. Like, like it was basically fully formed in an instant for itself. But for everyone else, they were basically watching it uh, form over eons. And the reason why I'm making that explicit. Is because basically all the lizardmen died of old age. Oh man, what? Yeah, glorious. But hang on, hang on. Let me just add this though, because again, GW, great writers, great writers. The lizardmen are ageless. They are literally perfect beings. They cannot die yeah. of old age or starvation. And all the basically all the lizardmen died on their spaceships. Oh. Hey, what'd you get for your birthday? I got older. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do they straight up say it was of, like, starvation or age, or is that just, like, like, oh, they died on their ship, and that was literally the only thing that could have even potentially done it? No, it straight up said they died of old age. Oh, my God. I don't I don't know. I just remembered. I don't know if this will be helpful, but I actually have the um, the Seraphon Battle Tome on hand. Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, cool. Yeah, I got it. I got it for Christmas because cool lizard pictures. That's cool. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so again, dino- these, these lizard men who, who cannot die of old age, all of them almost die of old age, <laughs> of old age. <laughs> which is what makes it like the worst. It's like of all the things GW could have wrote, written, they, they said they die of old age. It's like, they could have, they could have been like a meteor hit it. Okay. Whatever. Fine. Age. <laughs> That's the one thing that they have definitively said it can't kill them. Yes. What should have died of space aids because they're fucking gunk pools. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would genuinely bet. I would rather take space aids as an explanation over <laughs> they died of they died of old age. Uh, 
Uh, so this was basically GW's way of trying to fix slash set a status quo that didn't need to be set beforehand. Because um, we're like when I say most of the lizard men died, I basically mean every single lizard man cast except for the slan, which are like the 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 peak of the leader cast. They're the ones yeah. who are like super psychic toads. Basically, it's like if you're not a slan, all the lizard men are dead except for the slan. And the reason why is because they only wanted the slan to make it into Age of Sigmar. But they didn't have to say that they brought any other lizard men. They could have just said only Slan got on the spaceships and <laughs> left. It, but, it really it's not that's not even a that's not like a reach or anything, too. It's like, okay, they're the high leaders, they get the, the cushy spot, they live. Cool. We're good. Yeah. But because they wrote every like every cast meant like one of like at least one of every cast managed to escape, they then had to retroactively say that the race that cannot die of old age managed to die of old age so that only the slan could make it in Age of Sigma. It's it's like what why are you writing yourself out of a corner that you didn't need to write yourself into? Classic the GW. lizard men were such perfect beings that they were able to die of old age. They can do anything. <laughs> Nothing is beyond their reach. Oh my god. And no, I've I've gotta be hype. I've gotta be I've gotta do some hype. <laughs> you did a pretty good job hyping uh, them at the la- last episode, so well, I'm not. I'm not upset with the lizard men. I'm not upset with lizard men. I'm actually just disappointed in GW's writing. Okay, that's Again. that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, while the lizard men were dying of old age because they can do that, apparently, um, they watch. They were able to witness the mortal realms basically form into existence. So, to uh, to give a a brief example of it. I am sending a picture to the group that is oh, wow. what the mortal Ooh. realms are. You've got mail. Oh, wow. What the? Can I get a, can I get a full screen on that? So let me know when you guys all see it. Here, give all me four that. pixels of it. <laughs> is it four pixels? <laughs> no, it looks, it looks yeah. pretty good for me. It's not, not, not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay, I'll send another one because you have to be picky. <laughs> You've got mail. Okay, there we go. That's better. Oh no, yeah, you save it. You can. Oh, is it? Yeah, that one's a little worse. But... <laughs> that looks a little worse. It's all right. I can. I, I, I can see one, like, like spheres and planet rotations, and but it's it's realms. Yeah, uh, I can see it enough. It's all right. It's I can't read some of the smaller text, but yeah. realm, realm. They had the of... one spot on there called the after, and it's in the very top, and it's like covered in the sun. Is that yeah. like when you die? Um, yeah, so basic, so to go over it, to give a general example of what was happening, um, I mentioned it before, on the Warhammer world, the original one, the world, it, it's called, um, the world that was in, in Age of Sigmar, but I'll just call it the Warhammer world for, just simple, just to, like, make sure it's, it's known, I have to keep repeating the same thing. Um, there are eight winds of magic, and these are basically air currents that are made from the warp. And each one is like tailored to a specific um, school of magic, like pyromancy, astromancy, uh, necromancy, all these different types of magical schools. And what happened was during the end times, these four winds were so powerful that the survivors, the people of the Warhammer world, basically tried to harness their power to basically become almost go- like almost demigods in a way to stop the end of the world. 
Needless to say, they failed. <laughs> you know, given the fact the world blew up. But um, basically, these winds of magic, <laughs> they began possessing people, who, and these people became known as the incarnates because they were the incarnate of one of those elemental uh, powers, one of those schools of magic. And what happened is that when the world was basically consumed by the warp, these eight winds kind of stayed behind, like they were left over as almost like residual energy that was all different, that was all like uniquely um, tailored, uniquely powered. And so what happened is that these eight winds of magic, these eight powers basically clashed with the warp, like the unstable realities of the warp, as well as began absorbing and making use of the debris. So again, imagine the solar system exploding. There's going to be debris from from all the planets that exploded. Basically, imagine that debris being smashed together with a warp explosion, and then all these different eight different elements of magic clashing into it on the other side. So it was basically this almost like a big bang in a way. And each one of those eight winds basically became their own realm. To basically like to be, the reason why I'm saying source system is because it's very because that's kind of what the realms are laid out as. So basically, each individual realm is almost like a planet in a solar system. If that can like help you guys get a visual, because like the pictures I sent you are two dimensional, so that you can't get a perfect three dimensional image of the idea, right? Unless I try to explain it to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't send three-dimensional pictures. I am oh, but um, <laughs> I should feel ashamed. <laughs> You're bad, and you should feel ashamed. <laughs> um, yeah, each of these realms are kind of like their own planets, and they're about planet size. Oh, if you look, if you kind of like look at them from outside, so like let's say you were in space, for example, like the Slan, you would see these realms, these worlds. And they'd be about planet-sized. But they're not actually planets. They're actually, what's the word, disk worlds. So if you look at them, it's like a sphere of energy. And then contained within that sphere is almost like this flat disk. Oh, so you can you can be a flat earther and be correct to an extent. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, dear. Oh dear. <laughs> the flat earthers are right. <laughs> right this whole time <gasps> oh my god well they yeah. are right just not yet <laughs> the world didn't blow up yet yeah the world didn't uh the world didn't blow up yet the rats yeah. didn't throw the moon into the lizards and the lizards didn't go to space yet so yeah so... sorry flat earthers <laughs> you can't be right yet damn <laughs> right. so, we were so close we were so close Don't so <laughs> Now, just like a solar system, each one of the realms has their own rotation and their own position relative to one another. So I'm going to give a general kind of like layout of how they're, set, how they're set up. But the best way to put it is you have the realm of light and the realm of shadows, which are Heish, which is the realm of light, and uh, Ugu, which is the realm of shadows. And uh, these two realms basically orbit each other like a binary star, but on top of rotating around each other, like orbiting each other, they also orbit around all the other realms 
and they are basically the sun and the moon or the uh, night and day cycles of the of the realms does that make sense <laughs> i think i'm following you for sure I think so. You see, uh, as a follower of uh, the Great Changer of Ways, that made perfect sense to me. But I feel like to your average person, that that's just Jesse. What what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like like yeah, that we just like, like in I this that we just did it. I was trying so hard to like follow along with the picture and stuff, and I was I was getting most of it. But there'd be certain parts where you'd move to something else, and I'm like, oh, what 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 the what? And like it actually felt like I was trying to comprehend like a schizophrenic man's final. <laughs> what you saying about how, my like, elderly um, here? I don't know how I'm, they. I, I don't know how they went from the lizards went into space and the rats moved the moon to this absolutely schizophrenic rambling of a universe setup. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually really like. I don't like the transition from the old world to Sigmar. I don't like how they did the transition, but I actually do really like this concept. I really like it as well. Mark? Yeah, it's too thoughts? bad they didn't just, like... Yeah, it's too bad they didn't just make it separate. Like, they could have just not connected them. Yeah, they yeah, really... We, we're gonna them. run into this problem where, like, you know... Especially since they're producing the But just wait till you again. find out who Sigmar is. Like, who? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Primarch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's the exactly. lost. He's the lost prime work. <laughs> Goes D two or eleven. Sigmar's <laughs> on number two. Actually, both of them. But the one in Warhammer is the one that stayed, and the Emperor had to kill him. And the one that's in uh, the old world got transported through the warp, and that's why he became Sigmar on that world. And the Emperor had to kill Sigmar in. The forever. I'm sorry. I, I can only do it for so long. <laughs> I'm gonna give it myself makes sense. aneurysm. Valiant effort. Valiant effort. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. The fucking murder board. You guys don't understand. Why'd you make me do That's this? Think, Mark. Think. That's how I feel. Explaining this fucking this fucking mess of the world. Pepe Sylvia. There is no Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> uh. All right, but do you guys understand the how the day and night cycles work? At least, I I I feel like I've got enough of an understanding that we can we can keep moving. Okay, good because once I start getting to sub realms, you're getting to start getting a textbook out. Oh boy! Damn, I didn't <laughs> study for this pop quiz, and you fail. Just <laughs> love you on the test. So those those two, Heisht, the realm of light, and Ulgu, the realm of shadow. Those are on the outside. Those are always going to be on the outside of the, you know, of the realms. Now, what's at the top is the realm of of Asia, or not Asia, what's it called? Azure? How the fuck do you pronounce that word? Azure, maybe? Azure, there we go. That's the word, Azure. That one is basically going to be the heavens. So... When I say heavens, don't think of, like, like clouds and God and pearly gates. Think yeah. of it like the stars and solar systems and constellations, and, you know, like astronomy related, like astromancy. So, like, Dante's so closer Inferno. to like the Greek version of heaven, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So, that would be so Azir functions as the mortal realm's space of the, as their heavens. So, they're on top. What's at the bottom is Shaish. 
shut the fuck up, whatever you want to call it. Jeez. So are each of these realms do do each does each uh like sphere realm thing does are are all of them double sided in terms of like living things? No, they're only on the surface. It's not like one like non one's not at the bottom, one's on the top. It's only on the surface. Oh, like like down the middle split. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now Shaish is at the bottom, and that's because it's the underworld. So it's it's necromancy. Basically, imagine a universe, like imagine a entire like realm that's made based on the concept of necromancy. So um So Nagash? Not quite Mordor. Yeah, the Nagash is here. This is Nagash's realm. Ahaha! Yes, I should also mention each of the uh, incarnates, like the people who became, who absorbed the winds of magic, they basically became demigods. And when the world collapsed, each one of those eight incarns basically became the center of of their specific realm. So to put into perspective, Sigmar, he becomes the incarn of Azure, of Azure. And so what that means is that when the realm of Azure is formed, Sigmar is the god of that realm. And the realm kind of forms around him. Yeah. So imagine each one of these realms has their own, like, pinnacle deity, their their own, like, prime god. So Nagash is the one in charge of Shaish. I won't cover all the incarns. I just wanted to mention that Nagash rules over Shaish because he's a baller like that. (laughs) But don't the Skaven, like, dig their way to his realm... It's for through some some way, shape, or form because Skaven logic. Because Skaven logic. Yes, 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 yes. Skaven are cool. (laughs) You happy now, Exo? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, the next one, the next realm is how's it pronounced? Uh, Ankh, Ankh, I can't pronounce it properly because it's stupid, and all their spelling is stupid. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Hang on. Let me spell it. A Q S H Y. Akshi, Akshai, Akshi, Akshai, something like Akshi? that. Akshi, Akshi. I want to say it's Akshi because I'd all their Akshi. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah. Because all their spell because that's how it's always been for the Shaiish and Nazir. So Akshi is basically the realm of fire. So imagine a realm made entirely of pyromancy, mm. and so, if the realm of light and shadow are the sun and the moon, the night and the day, Azir is the sky, Shaish is the underworld. So, what Angshi would be, would be the core of a planet. It is a realm that is purely, it's basically like where it is, metaphorically speaking. For, um, like, imagine all these realms as different parts of one planet. Oh, okay. So, I kind of just kind of like chopped it up in different pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like dimensions I'll, almost. Like, yeah. It operates the same space, but it's on like a different dimensional level. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then uh, the realm of Kamon, it would be the, it's like the liquid metal, the molten liquid metal of the planets, not the core, but like the other, the other amount of it. So that's what that would be. And it's the realm of metal. Not like. Hell yeah. So, I love Megadeth. <laughs> Rock and roll. Um, think of it more like alchemy. What do you mean I don't go to court? 
<laughs> they even close to like alchemy. Like there's mercury rivers. Ooh. There's like naturally occurring uh, jet like plumes of like jettisoning plumes of hot water. There's it's more it's more like it's more alchemy based and like steampunk and rock and roll. <laughs> so kind of like so kind of like is it Venus? One of one of yeah. the planets closer to the sun. That sounds like yeah. almost the description of it. Like where like rains mercury and yeah it's got geysers all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but okay. but you can actually live there. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can actually you can actually exist there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have Gyran, which is the realm of life, and this would be like the surface, uh, like grasslands, the plains, the the verdant lands of the world. Like again, to metaphorically describe a planet, and then the best realm, Gur, the realm of beasts. <laughs> They really named the realm of beasts Gur. They did. Good her. lord, I, I, I like that. I actually like that, but for the same reasons that I like Lord Croak. It's, it's just so on the nose, man. I didn't even, hey, there's one lizard man whose name is Tic Tac Toe. <laughs> you serious? Of course there is. There would, of course, of course. Why am I not surprised? But, so. Like I said, if Gairan is the surface, the the plains, the grasslands, the verdant forests, Gur would be the beasts who live within those forests. Okay. So these would be the eight mortal realms that are formed. And like I said, the Seraphon would witness them. They wouldn't be called Seraphon at this point. They'd still be called Lizardmen. But they would witness this world being born. And they would actually begin to... They basically thought they were going to die. Because they actually couldn't enter each of these realms. Because they were still, think of it kind of like you're cooking food. Basically, the you can't eat the food right at, when it's right out of the oven because it's you know it's still cooling down. That's what these realms were. They were still cooling down in a way that no one could enter it. You, they could, they were not able to enter any of these realms to die of old age, the immortal race of space frogs. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where something cool, fucking oh. cool. And stupid happens. Oh boy! They so cancel each other out. Well, nice bitch. I think it's I think it's cooler than it is stupid, but that's just me. Um. So while the lizardmen were weeping, like while they were sad of the whole, you know, we're gonna die situation, their sorrow and their anguish was actually so strong that it drew the attention of. Of something. <laughs> so the Lizardmen's ships would actually go on to be saved Whoa. by Dracothian, the Star Drake or the World Dragon. Ooh. Oh, this thing this thing existed in um 40k to an extent too, the world dragon. I'm not sure if it's the same one. Or are you talking about it's, the void dragon? Or in the very least. Oh no 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 not the void dragon um okay. it gets brought up in oh which book is it cite your sources oh, now cite oh, your sources oh it's one of the it's one of the horse heresy books it gets brought up in uh g- give me a second uh come back to me okay and I mean you thinking of like the uh, the machine spirit that lives underneath through it ever what is that called the emperor battles him the dragon oh, of Mars. Yeah. yeah 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 that's the yeah that's the void dragon, dragon. i'm there. talking about i'm talking about something else mm. i'm okay. really curious but, but anyways 
while he's searching. Continue. Yeah, so yeah, it's okay. So Dracothian, the 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 world dragon, the Star Drake. It turns out Dracothian, this badass dragon of awesomeness, this dragon god, turns out he was actually hiding inside the core of the Warhammer world. Oh, oh man, I don't remember what book it was, but I remember the context of it. I think it was. I think it was it was the one uh, I think it was first heretic the one with Lorgar falling he is told by I believe it was a chaos demon that he needed to find the oh no 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 sorry that's a 40k thing I'm uh it's uh it appears in the oh my god Mephiston the Mephiston books um there is this like strange demon thing trapped in this like special vault where the blood angels keep all of their like just most screwed up like chaos stuff that they can't destroy but they can't like keep anywhere else and so mephiston is trying to find the source of his essentially warp blindness and uh he's told by this demon thing that he has to search out i don't remember what it was called exactly i'll try to look for the name right now but it was it was described almost exactly like the way that dragon looks and it's described as like a giant serpent of light that connects different parts of the universe i don't know if it's the same thing i doubt it but it's it, just, cool it, it, was. It, it instantly reminded me of it like i saw it and i heard i had like ptsd of the audiobook describing <laughs> this thing you're like holy shit i remember this yeah i remember this thing yeah sorry all right so, continue yeah so apparently dracothian was actually the core of the warhammer world which i think is kind of stupid because why is there a dragon inside the core of a planet but you know that's just me <laughs> so dracothian is he's almost like the god of the planet and by extension he's almost the god of the realms in a way he's not like the actual god of them like he's not like the most powerful of them all but he's almost like tied to all the realms in a way because since the realms are made from the fragments of the planets, which were his, which he was like sealed within, he's almost like intrinsically tied to all the realms as a whole. So he's almost like, I guess, the avatar of them in a way. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. And. It's actually said that Dracothian is the one who actually helped bring people or or basically save people from the end times and bring them into the realms, which is what he's actually doing now with the lizard men. So the lizard men are saved by him and he and uh, Dracothian actually invites the lizard men to the realm of Ajir, which is the realm of heavens or the realm of Sigmar because they're space frogs and as you can imagine, the realm of heavens and astronomy and astrology kind of goes good with space frogs. Um, it's also because the realm of Azir is the most pure, and so it's almost like able to uh, fend off chaos in a way. Now, you might be wondering, how are there... Like, you might have seen the, the Seraphon boxes and seen that, oh, there's lizard men, but you just said all the lizard men died of old age. So how can there be lizard men in Age of Sigmar if they all died of old age? Well, that's a good question. The answer to that is actually one that makes sense, kind of, but not really. 
the slan because they're alive and they're so powerful they actually end up using the their own power and the realm of azir to basically recreate the entire lizardmen race from memory and imagination what was the point of killing them of age <laughs> they took them away in the dumbest Everything way possible. else blew up in the old world why not them too this is the most roundabout, Holy. convoluted way of saying of GW's way of saying we just want to trademark the name Seraphon. This is that's what this is screaming of to me. No, yeah, I, I I really can't think of a single reason they would ever need to do this. They killed them off for no reason in a way they shouldn't have been able to be killed off in, and then brought them back through the through the power of friendship, essentially. <laughs> They need to stop. Oh, I love this. the works thing. Now, because the ser- because the Seraphon, because the because while the race in total is called Seraphon, it's actually not that. You have the Slan, who are organic living creatures, flesh and blood creatures, and you have the Seraphon, which are closer to almost like demons of Azir. They're literally they while they have the appearance of the traditional lizard men, the skinks, the the croxagores, the sauruses, while they look like them internally, they are not the same. They are more like imagine taking the energy of the realm of Azir and just shaping it so it looks like a lizard man, and then giving it the very minor personality. Of a lizard man, which to say isn't much. Like the lizard men don't exactly have much individuality already, so it's very much just like, oh, here's a creature that's made ba- basically from my will and has the and has the abilities of this realm, basically given like manifested into a creature's shape. Well, if it looks okay. like a that's, lizard I, man, walks I, I like can a see that's man, actually that, that's pretty cool. Hisses like a lizard man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I I heard I heard kisses like a lizard man and I'm I was very concerned for a solid moment there. <laughs> so um opinions on the seraphon and how they're born so far slash created. It's 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 a mess. I'm nowhere near high enough for this. Like <laughs> I am nowhere near high enough to understand this. Here, take some more of the self and pipe we've yeah, just when you think you're like, okay, I get this part of the universe, and they're like, okay, let's take you deeper. I'm like, I can't swim yet, homie. Well, I need some of the Zinch funny paper to get this one. Like, <laughs> I do like the pieces of the, uh, pieces of the artwork though that is uh, posted. It, no, yeah, they they do all look really nice. It's kind of like so, what Mark was saying a moment ago. It's like in a vacuum by itself, this is not that bad. It's just trying to tie it in from the old world and it's just kind of as Magnus said it's very very, schizophrenic yeah it's it's two very different worlds that they're trying to connect it's like they got one they got the result of three and now they're scrambling to try to figure out how to put another one in there and still get three here's my resolution so, they're bringing back Warhammer Fantasy. We all just yes. pretend that Aegis Sigmar never existed. Whoop. We never buy a mini. We all just go back to Warhammer Fantasy. 
where it's safe, it makes sense. This adventure still. <laughs> Knowing GW, if they lose enough money on Age of Sigmar, they'll just pull some some nonsense like, oh, all of the, the all of the realms coalesced and they they reformed back into the planet. All of the different aspects of the world remerging and oh, look at that, it's back. <laughs> you better saying, man, we could cause the apocalypse of the Age of Sigmar world if we all band together. We could do it. <laughs> I mean, if they're if they're producing new uh, fantasy stuff, um, I'm I see no reason to buy Sigmar, you know. <laughs> so we're all gonna so we're just gonna destroy Sigmar. I approve. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> but to go over these realms, though, remember how I said they're like it's like solar system in size and scale. Um, yeah. these realms yeah. you would imagine them to be like planet size. Like, oh, okay, well, if it's solar system, each realm should be about a planet size. No. So, if you guys have watched Doctor Who, imagine the realms, like Doctor Who's Time Machine, wherein the realms are bigger on the inside. Oh, okay. And by right. bigger, I mean they're virtually endless. Man, on that level, the writing is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, all applause. You made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> so each realm, when I say it's like virtually infinite, basically what I mean is each realm is like themed or flavored based on their um their magic that they're tied to. So use Angshi as an example. It's a realm of fire. Everything should have a fire-based tint to them. So their lands would be like deserts. Or dry, um, dry, barren plains. You know, they have a very fire-esque theme to them in a way. Now, that's at the center of the realm. So again, flat earthers, everyone. Flat earthers were right. Um, they were right. It just took them a while. Basically, the center of what would be the disc of the disc world is a very standard, almost like Earth-like environment. I don't want to say Earth-like environment. Think of it, well themed around fire so again deserts prairie, uh dry prairies you know a more hotter drier theme to everything so that's how everything would be so it's like it's like if you took a picture of earth and then put a filter over it that's just whatever theme it is yeah like i don't know the fire will be like oh take earth and then give it like a one to two degree increase you give it, you give it the you give it the like yellow mexican the mexico <laughs> filter <laughs> yeah <laughs> Basically, so that's um, and what happens is that as you go further and further away from the center of the realm, so you know the center of the disc, the further out you go, the greater the influence that theme has on the world. So like, again, the realm of Angshi, you might imagine to be like, oh, it's a dry desert land kind of thing, but if I keep walking in any direction, it's going to get hotter and hotter and more and more fire related or fire themed. So now it might rain fire suddenly, or the ground might break open into fissures of lava, or there might be like roaming wa living wildfire. So it's kind of like the Star Wars treatment of like single biome regions or realms on this. Yeah. It's like a really roundabout, really terrible Hyperborea, if you know what that is. I feel like I do, but I feel like I don't. I, it's, it's some, it's, 
insane, man. Some people like actually believe it as hard as like some people believe the Earth is flat. It's it's crazy. It's essentially people. There are people that believe that there's a certain part of the Earth referred to as Hyperborea, where before like modern humanity lived, there were essentially like superhumans, like each person is essentially a primarch they're all they're big and strong and like beautiful and intelligent and they like left earth a while ago and like like they still like visit earth and they use earth as like a slave colony like it's it's crazy i would look into it anytime you got some free time it's fucking wild it's yeah it's it's some crazy batshit stuff it's worth looking into but yeah so like I said, each realm has its own theme, and actually, creatures that live in that realm will have that theme. So, again, Majin Mobong Shi has a bunch of fire-related creatures, like, like you know, salamanders from fucking uh, N- uh, Nocturne in 40k. Like, they literally have what is what are basically described as salamanders, like roaming across the volcanic plains. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Gotta gotta love me a good good like salamander or. Is a worm what you would call a wingless dragon? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a worm. Worm. I love me a good worm. Yeah. Oh, I can't say it like that. Never mind. <laughs> I got a little worried so, for a second. Dick, dick. <laughs> uh, like I said, the Seraphon are from the realm of Azir, so they have the, it like right down to the point their blood is like made out of starlight. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, and I've heard they're yes. doing jokes like. <laughs> And like I said, because the realm of Azir is actually the most pure and radiant in a way, the Seraphon and all the creatures from Azir are actually like tailor-made to stop chaos in a way. And what I mean by that is when I say the blood is like starlight, if say a chaos warrior or a chaos demon injures a Seraphon, if they're blood, their blood basically becomes holy water or is the equivalent to holy water. So if I a demon cut like the Seraphon as much. <laughs> so you know, let's say you have demons of corn that try to fight the Seraphon and like bisect it. Oh, suddenly its blood is just drenching this corny demon. And he's like, blood for the blood. Oh my god! <laughs> Burn so good! Wrong blood, wrong blood! <laughs> corn curds is not for where the blood flows. <laughs> Sanity is for the weak. Oh, so, man. Seraphon I think, uh, is great. Kind of like uh, it just reminds me of um, like the like the aliens from the Alien series. Ooh, yeah, yes, that's cool. <laughs> oh, I should also mention the Seraphon are able to um, equivalent to orbital drop, where they uh, basically imagine if a realm of one of the world realms is being invaded by chaos, suddenly out of nowhere there'll be like a thunderstorm rolling overhead, and as this thunderstorm is building. There's a massive, like, super lightning strike, and when it impacts, out of where the impact was, it's just a bunch of the Seraphon. That's nice. Okay. And obviously, the lightning explosion is uh, great against chaos. You, you, you tactical nuke an old one in. <laughs> Basically. It's fucking great. Um, the, the thing about the Seraphon, though, is... When I say they fight, the reason why I'm saying that they fight chaos, like why they're so good at fighting chaos, is they actually like single, singularly go after chaos. So the Seraphon will actually like ignore battlefields that are like more in need, 
because that's not their goal. Their job is to fight chaos. So you can have like a village of people that are like women and children and sick people that are being attacked by orcs, and, and the Seraphon will keep walking because there's no demons there. Wow, the Slan are pissed about the end times. They <laughs> they will just not let it go, man. So they're so what you're saying is they're like the Dark Angels, but lizardmen. <laughs> <laughs> approve I, I like to think that they regularly have weather patterns where it's like uh, like in Egypt whenever it started raining frogs <laughs> <laughs> I know Lord Croak is alive he's got a new body yeah. because he went from being a corpse when he basically when he entered the realm of, of Azir he was given a new body and became basically a demigod again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Lord Croak has moved stars to uh, basically intimidate chaos. Like he's moved stars, and the constellation that was formed, I believe, looked like a frog, and it made the forces of chaos like terrified because it's like, oh, these things can move the stars. Oh I mean, man, that, honestly, my honestly, head. that really, that really shows the difference between. Uh, 40k chaos and um, fantasy chaos. Just it, it it really shows this mainly the scale difference because if you look at uh, like 40k chaos moving stars, that's like like Zinch sneezed and he like moved a few like I don't know he accidentally threw a star into a planet or something. Yeah, because he thought it was funny. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Did it for the giggles. <laughs> That's that's a seraphon in a G and what and what makes them super awesome, but there's one thing though that actually leads their detriment, and it actually plays on the whole uh, realms being elemental themed, because the seraphon go to another realm, and they actually are like in a protracted fight there, like you know they just keep fighting chaos over and over and over again in that one location, they'll actually start to lose some of their azureness, and they'll actually start to almost become closer to their original lizardmen forms. Hmm. Hmm. Which is great because they they basically become more normal. Like they stop becoming demons and almost become mortal again. But they end up losing their divinity that makes them so great at fighting chaos. Hmm. So. Okay. It was also their way of bringing the old lizardmen back because people weren't happy with the Seraphon being basically like demons of order okay. so they wanted the old yeah they wanted the old lizard men back so again why not just update fantasy instead of doing this whole rigmarole into age of sigmar but then bring back the old world quote unquote which is slowly gonna kill out age of sigmar anyways all according to plan yeah. of course all according to plan but i don't know you guys got any questions about the realms? there's more i could answer more stuff i could go over but I'm not sure. But I think the time's running a little bit long. I swear um, this is very a very again in a vacuum. This is a very interesting way of like melding the whole Norse nine realms with like the East Asian elements and everything together. It's just yeah. the way they're yeah. Like if to... this was a standalone novel, this would be cool, or like you know some short story or something. Very cool, very cool. But it just yeah gets wild. Damn. They need to. It, it, it's like whenever you have um, 
uh, like a vestigial twin. Like they just need to like cut them apart and like yeah. let them live separately. Yeah, be free. That's yeah. the perfect way to say it, man. Cut them apart. Oh, I now the also real mention... question is: How do they bring back Warhammer Fantasy? <laughs> what I bring all the realms together? Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> There'll be a new event where people have to uh, have to bring in their actual games to determine the winners, and it's uh, try to re- rebuild Warhammer Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But um, I should also mention it is possible for a realm to get cut off from the other realms because I should mention that realm, like child between the realms, is possible through what are called realm gates, which are basically like they're basically webway portals. And that's and, how like most races would get around, right? Yeah, you basically pass through a realm gate and get to, and go into another realm. Cool. Or you can go what? to a realm gate at the center of your realm. And that'll bring you to the All Points, which is a... It's basically like a hub that lets you travel to any of the other realms. Yeah, I see that picture now. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But it is possible for a realm to get cut off from all the other ones. But that can only be done by that realm's god. So, again, Sigmar lives in his year. If he wanted to, and he has, he could actually shut down all the gates in and out. So no one can leave and no one can get out, or no one can get out, and no one can get in. Now, what? Okay, this leads me to having two questions. One, could he open them back up? And two, what would be the advantage or disadvantage of cutting off your realm? So when Sigmar did it, he did it during an event called the Age of Chaos, which was basically where after the realms were fortified and built, and all of all of the races were like recreated by the gods. Like Sigmar basically helped remake the humans, combined with whatever humans were brought through by by uh, Draconian. But um, Sigmar did it to basically keep chaos out. So when he broke down, when he when he destroyed the realm gates, or when he when he shut them down, chaos couldn't invade Azir anymore. And he ended up reopening them after five hundred years to basically take the fight to chaos so that's where the stormcast come from so basically for 500 years sigmar was building up his forces to end up uh like basically trying to fight chaos and take back the mortal realms wait sorry so you mean to tell me that after an extended period of solitude this leader of sorts comes back with a new type of uh, <laughs> warriors specifically designed to be better at fighting chaos. Sounds a little uh, sounds a little familiar there. I don't know. I think it sounds very original. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. They sound cool to me. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But something. It just sounds so familiar. Something is. Something's calling to me. You know. <laughs> So, as for what the advantages are, you basically prevent your realm from being invaded. So, you know, Chaos can't get in, and you basically keep any of the other realms from invading you if they ever plan to, but, you know, mostly everyone's fighting Chaos. Okay, Um, so so now I have to guess, now I have to guess, or now I have to ask, what are the benefits to keeping it open? Trade and... If your realm is ever invaded, you have to escape somehow. It's mostly just for trade and communication than any other like actual 
well, I mean, there, there's, there's some, there's some other reasons, mostly to avoid the fact of um, what are called like lesser realms, which are basically like they're basically made when two realms get too close to each other, or are made aspects of one realm bleeding into another. So you could use these to like hip, to like um, not hit to basically hitchhike into another realm. But overall, I kind of think keeping the realms closed has like more, makes more benefits than it does keeping okay. them open. Yeah, that's that, that, that's what I was feeling. I just wasn't sure if I was if I was missing the mark on that one. Yeah, like they say, the realms are virtually endless or virtually limitless. So like, you don't need to leave. Yeah, <laughs> but Sigmar likes to fight chaos, and there's always a chance chaos might find a way in. So it made more sense to. Take the any, fight to them. If anybody's gonna figure it out how to do it, it's 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 gonna be chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So specifically, I, th- the big, I think the big like, man. That's a big gripe too. Like, so you kind of said the universes are limitless. Like, it's not like we're talking about one planet in each universe or whatever you're traveling around. Like, you have these unexplainably big places that's left to explore like not even 40k is that big it's just a galaxy most things are just a galaxy you can almost wrap your head around that yeah yeah like they do have an excuse of the further you get from the center the more extreme the environment becomes related to that element so like even as you're the heavens eventually breaks down until it becomes like an endless expanse of stars and like yeah. the vacuum of space so, like, it isn't endless in that you can just endlessly explore, but, like, it, it, it kind of, they say it's endless. Yeah. I always got that vibe. Like, I have done some reading on it and stuff, and that was the two things that kind of threw me off about it. I'm like, okay, so I just all of a sudden feel very unimportant in this universe. Yeah. That was definitely one thing I liked about um, the old world, or um, uh, just standard fantasy, was... Yeah certain things that feel completely unimportant in 40k they felt larger like 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 you guys mentioned in one of your earlier episodes a town burns down in 40 in 40k that's like who cares that's a good day yeah that's a good day only three trillion deaths yippee but like yeah. in Sigmar, a town burns down, and you can really feel that a lot more because it, it's a little more relatable to the standard human experience. Tell that to the two yes. million souls that were lost during that beastman attack. <laughs> that was a lot of death. That's yeah, you got me there. It is I all mean, children. Too. Did the beastman attack happen? Sure, but two million, really. <laughs> Context standard appeal victory <laughs> in 40k, not that much in fantasy. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> in fantasy, in fantasy, two billion is I'd imagine about as much as two million would be today, even if not even more. Because if we're talking like Renaissance area, two million that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, to put things in context, the Black Plague <laughs> from the 1300s wiped out more people. <laughs> in Europe than like a Thanos snap. So yeah. I think I think it was like like 2 thirds of Europe just Yeah. Yep. Let's see. So wow. I wonder, I, I wonder if that's a, I wonder if that's a stat we have like I wonder if that's something we have information on. Probably. But yeah, overall the, those are, that's the immortal realms. 
and the uh, Seraphon. Any questions for the comments that I can help explain? Or, you know, anything else you guys need clarified if need be? Or no. gripes you want to throw out? I think um, <laughs> I think this is about as, as well explained as it gets. Uh, oh no, I can see the uh, No, I can't think of... Yeah, I can't think of anything that, uh... Just a, a little bit more context before we call it quits. When was this kind of all released? Like, so we had the end of fantasy, and then did they, like, kind of give codex by codex, or did they drop, like, ten codexes at once for us to kind of explore the universe? Like, how built upon into the story are we at this point? Uh, of, like, so, actual release, you know? Because, so, you know, it's all funky and stuff, but we can maybe give it some grace. Yeah. To my knowledge, Age of Sigmar is on its third edition, like it was just recently released, or like the third edition just came out. Um, and I believe it first came out in 2017, 2018 is around when I want to say it came out, so it's 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 not, it's it hasn't even gone past a decade yet of yeah. being released. This, it first came out in 2015. Fifteen, like the very first like edition of two thousand fifteen. Okay, so so so, so like, when did the when did the end times happen? If if Sigmar was released in twenty fifteen, did they even like give people a mourning period, or did they immediately just go, okay, that's dead, here you go? To my knowledge, it was a brief mourning period. It was because like I wasn't fully invested. I was in the series like when the end times first started, but I wasn't fully into it as I am as I've gotten older and started to reintroduce myself to it. Okay. But yeah, I know that it wasn't a very, very long grace period. Yeah, that sounds about GW. You guys got any particular realms you guys would want to live in? <laughs> Over just the brief description of each of the eight ones? I've always loved the realm of nature. Just like, yeah. Just imagine the fucking trees there, man. And they're like um, living and they want to be your friend all of a sudden. They're currently at war with Nurgle, actually. <laughs> oh, shit. Nurgle, and I believe the orcs are invading it in the current story arc or the current. Uh, I hereby sign a petition. Oh, Sigma, God. you must close these it's doors. Happening. Close the realms. Fantasy <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's wood elves, tree dragons versus orc versus Nurgle demons. <laughs> No, I think okay. I, I think I would like to like in terms of if I were to want to read a book about any one of these in particular, I think I think I'd have to go with the um the Shaish. I think I think oh the Realm of Light. Yeah, um, I feel like that one just I don't know it just catches my interest more. Those are the High Elves. Oh, was oh <laughs> sorry wait was that the one with the where like Nagash and all them are. No, uh, Shaiish is with Nagash. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not what I said? No, you said. Oh, I think maybe. Uh, maybe I misheard uh, he you. He says. He said Shaiish. He said Shaiish. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. I thought I was going crazy for a second. No, I I, I misread one. You're studying yeah, yeah. a little bit of Zinch's uh, books a little too much there, Magnus. Just just, just, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, Shaiish is cool. Shaiish is the is the undead realm. It's really cool. It's ruled by Nagash. So less cool. The madness was why I was reading the book. <laughs> I should also mention that Gash is the only god of death in Warhammer, like in the Warhammer fan in, in Age of Sigmar, because in Age of Sigmar there are a bunch of gods, and each one has their own little like portfolios, 
but only Nagash is the god of death. And that's because he consumed all the other gods of death. Yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. There can be only one. (laughs) Yeah. What was the steampunky one that you were talking about earlier? uh, Gammon. But it's less steampunky and more just alchemy. Steam. Venus-y. That one sounds pretty cool. Other than the Shaiish one. (laughs) It's not steampunk. It's just steampunk. (laughs) <laughs> you call it a punk and Mark. Punk. <laughs> yeah any realm you want to visit or live in yeah the nature one regardless of the the invasions that are happening i still am for it yeah okay i just wanted to make sure all right i feel like you know you just gotta make the best of wherever you're at plus it's nature like who cares who cares if there's the occasional okay. orc Fuck it, forest fires happen, it'll regrow, fuck it. <laughs> Actually, pretty sure in Gairan, the forest grows faster than forest fires can take it out. <laughs> in Gairan, the forest eats the, the roots fires. go deep, my lord. I can't remember which one it is, I can't remember if it's Gur or Gair, but the continents in that realm are actually alive. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, did you say the continents? Yes, the continents in that realm. Like, continental drift isn't a thing. The continents are moving because the continents are alive in that realm. Man. <laughs> Man, could you imagine waking up and all of a sudden your parents live, like, an entire continent away because your continent broke up with their continent? <laughs> God. It's a situation ship, okay? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't remember if it's Gur or Gairan. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure. No, I think it might be Gairan because the continents are alive and they're like deep seal. I could, I could see Gairan because that's the like that's the, the is that the nature the nature that's one? nature that's nature yeah, and I, like, I, I I could see I could definitely see that one being the the one with the living continents. Yeah, yeah it's fun. I could imagine Mark just fucking. Hacking away on like Geir, Geiran's version of Panama is something ends up in the Arctic Circle. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, no. if I, if I, I'm walking if I'm walking through a living continent and I see like like a moss hole that looks particularly damp, y'all are gonna have to put me in cuffs. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> uh, that's nice. I'm about to marry a continent. All right, yeah, I think we've I think we've covered it just like Martin. <laughs> Feel like I'll yeah. be able to sleep good now. <sighs> I feel That's like we could have said mystery, that. Boys. I feel uh, like we could have said that like a lot earlier on. I feel like any mention of Sigmar is enough talk about Sigmar. <laughs> <sighs> well, do you guys know those are just my therapy session so I could just vent? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they said that there was eight realms. And they all sucked. <laughs> And the, and the, the lizard men died of old age. <laughs> but they're immortal. Show me where on the continent for continent touched you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh man! All right, think we're done. Okay, okay. Wait, we got one done <sighs> in like under two hours. Good job, us. Good work, team. All right. <laughs> This is going to be a breather edit for me now. Yeah. <laughs> That's only four hours of work. Amen, brother. <laughs> I'm doing a YouTube video. <laughs>
So it takes me we... fucking an hour to do ten minutes. So is that gonna segue into our big announcement now? Uh, I mean, it could. It doesn't have to, but it could. Oh. Well, I kind of spoiled it for our patrons in our tavern talk. So okay, I'll I'll announce it. Um, this is, this is I am working year. on. Yeah, I'm working on transitioning podcast episodes to YouTube. We're not relocating to YouTube, but more once I'm done, like like an episode will be out, I'll edit it, and then I'll try my best to put it on YouTube within a decent amount of time. So if you guys want to watch, our, if you guys want to actually watch our podcast, you can happily do that. If you guys don't want to listen to us, you guys can look at our my slideshow picture. <laughs> Yeah, that's so all YouTube is. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, how is that going to work? So, is it uh, is it more so going to be so the uh, other people can see the pictures and such, or are uh, y'all going to have your cameras on? We're getting some recording done, or what are we talking here? Um, it's going to be. It's mostly going to be um me showing the pictures, um adding a little bit more, uh, adding more visuals, like more more images in general. Okay. That can best fit the theme. There's only so many pictures I can show and send without like just hogging up all the images we have, and you know. Plus, there's only so many times I can find the same image of the not of the eight realms because all of them kind of look the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. So, but I can obviously do more with uh, YouTube length and imaging on there. So. It, it it won't be any different from like your standard like lore tube where you might see for Warhammer or anything like that. It'll just be us transitioning the podcast audio to video format. Okay, so just kind of uh, transcribing it of sorts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you guys can look forward to that. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have any any other announcements, Gerald? Um, we have a new patron. Uh, our we do. Yes, we do. And we would like to give a warm welcome to Shamrock. I don't know if they've accepted our invitation to the tavern yet, but I'll keep the welcome party ready for them when they do arrive. Yeah, I hope he shows up. Or I hope they show up. Yes. I want more friends. <laughs> <laughs> we like we like friends. We like friends. But, uh, I guess on that note, we have yeah. our obligatory shout-outs to give. Uh, per our contract with Zinch, we have a since we have uh, another Zinch worshiper here. <clears throat> okay, here comes the scroll. <laughs> so we would like to give a huge thank you to Magnus the Rad and Mark for joining us on this on today's episode. Yes, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. I learned a lot, and at the same time, I learned nothing. I truly feel like that's <laughs> that's the age of Sigmar for you, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of. No, thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. It's a whole whole lot of nothing, but it's uh can't say it hasn't been entertaining for sure. <laughs> I love making fun of something that isn't my own creation. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so now uh, with that out of the way, and let's thank our other patrons here: the Honorable Knight Sir Flub de Montfort, the Noble Chaos Dwarf Slappy. The Dwarven Imperial Knight Astronautical. Um, I'm thinking off the top of my head right now. Uh, the Noble <laughs> Island Pirate Dwarf. <laughs> the Pirate Island Dwarf King. The Noble Island Pirate Dwarf King Admiral Mark from Lorehammer. The yeah, no- man, Rock and Stone. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs> Rock and Stone. 
the to noble the bone. <laughs> the noble wizard of Zinch, Magnus the Rad, the trickster knight of Zinch, Warpert, the powerlifting knight <laughs> of Nurgle, <laughs> Big Joe G. He's a very huggy boy. A very huggy boy. Very huggy boy. And I think is that all of them? Is that all nine of you? So that being said, we have we have one more spot left for our tenth patron. Uh, since our first ten patrons get a very special item that you will find out once it is uh, sent to you. So once you got us, everybody, your hair. We don't want <laughs> little bags of your hair, Matt. It's just not what we want. <laughs> we want the. I mean, stuff. speak for yourself, Mark. I I I could go for a bowl of spaghetti. Oh God! All right, let me get the buzzer. Let me get the buzzer ready here. <laughs> All right, absolutely. That's the word. The last time I seen you, you still had the same amount of hair as you do now. What did you shave? <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like Cartman is enjoying his chili. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God, your tears taste yeah. so good. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet salty tea, Scott. <laughs> oh, the podcast died the moment I mentioned Sigma. <laughs> I was I'm just saying Ulrich didn't become, you know, the god of Azure. <laughs> just saying it's the <clears throat> I don't remember who it was, but uh well, to quote Astro, does the, to quote Astro, does he have an age named after him? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> the age of Ulrich. <laughs> Ulrich's actually pretty cool, though. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I do agree. Ulrich is pretty cool. I just, I just thought it was pretty funny that they, they, they unintentionally confirmed some things. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because the way it seems to me is it seems like it's sort of painted in Sigmar where it's like, okay, yeah, more than likely you've got a really, really good shot of Sigmar being top man. But as far as I understand, there was still a little bit of a shadow of a doubt where you could realistically get some followers. But for this one, it's like, yeah, Sigmar's the god. Yeah. Sigmar's the god. Sorry, Ulrich. Sorry, you and your wolf Templars who were so fucking cool. Oh man! Another baseball situation. Uh oh, you said the word. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, merch. It's going to be a thing. As Ooh, since we're yes, still thinking, it is. Yep, it's going to be a thing. We're still kind of ironing out designs, and Ray's talking to his buddy, who's going to handle that side of stuff. So, yeah, um, he just started another job. So he's going to be a little busy recently, but we're still discussing designs. So it is like it hasn't stopped, but uh, progress has taken a not not a break, but it's slowed down a bit more than usual. Yeah. So, but it's okay. It'll happen when it happens. He's excited. So fret not. So fret not. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Those are the only other announcements I can think of. Yeah, I got nothing else. I should say, though, after this episode, we will go back to regular schedule programming. We're going to go back to Warhammer Fantasy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I think one one dip into Age of Sigmar is, is enough for maybe like 10 episodes. Oh, agreed. <laughs> That's a good ratio. Yeah, yeah. Definitely invite me back on the next fantasy one. I know uh, my contract said I was supposed to be back on the 11th episode, but that's just the way she goes. 
Well, <laughs> since Eleven was Dark Souls, and we didn't know if it was going to be if you wanted to be on that or a fantasy episode, and then the fact that we just we record at way too freaking late at night. So. Listen, you I listen know. here, bud. You never invite me on one of these Age of Sigmar ones again. <laughs> and that's fantasy. I'm fucking down to talk some fantasy. <laughs> well, speaking of talking fantasy and the fact that Mark himself is a, a great noble King Admiral person, um, when this episode is done recording, when Joe presses the stop recording button, I'm going to be putting up a poll for the next topic that we're going to be covering because it will be chosen by you, the Patreons. Not the people, fuck the people. The people. (laughs) Glorious. So, look out for that. Excited for what the Patreons decide. Um, Gerald, no peeking? Darn it. (laughs) I am sad now. All right. Uh, Everyone good? Put Any the more voting jar high me? enough, and he won't be able to. Uh, uh, okay. Just find a high enough shelf. <laughs> the billboards, the billboards, five five foot, uh, ten inches off the ground. <laughs> this is not one of those Magnus magic tricks. <laughs> well, this can the sign can't stop me. I can't read. You, <laughs> you hear a. Uh, you hear a stool like being scraped across the wood slowly. He's like, hey, put that back. <laughs> That's it. Give me a spray bottle. <laughs> Start spraying up like a cat. <laughs> back, back. Off, off the table. Off the table. Hey. <laughs> oh. Okay. Everyone good on their their beverages, their pipe weed and everything? I believe yep. so. All right. We're going to I enjoyed that orcish drop. Good, good. Glad you like it. I guess, and I guess I'll put out an advertisement. But until such a time comes where we get a new bartender, I will take over in his place. <laughs> All right. So if I'm going to trust anybody behind the bar, it's going to be a dwarf. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Well, have yourselves a good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Hey, hey, hey! Stop with the tentacles! Stop with the tentacles!